There's a brand new podcast called John Levenstein's Retirement Party out now on Stitcher Premium. It's hosted by writer, actor, and producer John Levenstein, who's written for some hilarious shows you've probably seen, like Arrested Development and Silicon Valley. In celebration of John's long career in show business, he will share personal stories from the writer's room, offer advice, rehash old decisions, settle feuds, and tell friends he loves them. John and his co-host, actress and writer Mary Kobayashi, talk with people from all different facets of the entertainment industry, like Karen Kilgariff, Nick Kroll, Jill Soloway, and David Harbour. Listen to John Levenstein's Retirement Party out now on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash Levenstein and use promo code PYHT for a free month of listening. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! What's up, bathroom line? Great to see you. Sorry about your bladders. Uh, let's hear it for you all being here. <laughs> for a second, I thought we had uh, just a just cup a of coffee soup. in the audience. Just a uh, to-go <laughs> portion of soup. Just an alphabet soup came to see the show. Here, ready to laugh. <laughs> I think that the soup's boss may be in the restaurant. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Boss? Not parent? Okay. All right. Hi, I'm the soup's manager. (laughs) Um, Guess what? (laughs) We're going to do the same thing. That's Rio Butcher. Uh, Hey. (laughs) And that is Cameron Esposito. You said my hair looks okay, but I don't think it looks okay. I said it looked good. Why don't you like it? Because I don't know what happened, but I... I was so stressed out, I just put, oh, I slicked back the sides, but I think, I fear that I have two, do I have, um, <laughs> two pieces I, of hair? Do I have Cinderella's bad Step, stepmom hair? Hang on, wait, go like this. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I knew I did! That was always my hair unit of measure when I still had that hair. Yeah. I used to have that hair. Fuck you. It's weird. It's funny. That's my hair. I, number, <laughs> number one, go fuck yourself. Because I am never going to again after that accusation. What a, what a harmful accusation between queer partners. <laughs> That I stole your hair? No. We are not ever going to recover from this. The word steal never came out of my mouth. I am harmed. I'm harmed right now. So what are you going to do about this? (laughs) I'm in a harmed state. You look very much like an angry stepmother right now. (laughs) I just need to get you a little brooch. Drizella! Um, look. I'm furious. I didn't mean to have anything happen. No, 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 I know. This is not your fucking hair. Your hair was so different. It went like, really? It it was different than this. Yeah, it did other things similar to that, but different. You used to always go, oh, I have the splits. 
Yeah, I've got the splits today. In my soft mullet, I have a, the splits today. <laughs> Look, I don't know what to do next with my hair. We, okay. I'm in like a struggle right now where every morning I wake up and I think, oh, I guess I'm River Phoenix. And then... <laughs> Then I, what a struggle. Then I, put a, then I put a bunch of crap in it, and then it only moves as one unit. And I don't know how to, un, I don't know how to not put crap in my hair because I had a whole thing for so many years that I don't know how to do like a softer side of Sears on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Where? For those of you that don't know, we are married to each other. <laughs> you were saying backstage that yeah. we spent one whole day fighting this weekend because we couldn't figure out whether we should go out of town for yeah. a romantic weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's not true. It was only four hours. It was only the first four hours of our day. Then we made up and we went to go see Adam Raponskate. Yeah, that we was did really go fun. see Adam Raponskate. Yeah. Uh, do y'all know who I'm talking about? Because that felt like a shitty round of applause for an Olympic hero <laughs> slash national treasure. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so mean tonight. Yeah, you are. First at you, now at them. How does it feel? <laughs> I'll unite you all against me. Um, <laughs> we saw Adam skate. That was so fun. It was, yeah. He um, is beautiful. Boy, is he a really beautiful dreamboat. And he really can skate. Yeah. I mean, we were watching these figure skaters, and the whole time I just kept going, oh, my God, they're doing all this, and they have skates on. But that's actually true. I kept being like, Rhea, look at these moves! And Rhea would be like, but they're also on skates. They also have skates on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blown my little mind. He also but, gave a shout-out to the gays. Yes, and we were like, also, we got... Adam gave us tickets and a couple other people tickets, so we were in a section <laughs> that was that there were Super people gay. behind us that like went very loud and wild and kept saying wig, and then I turned around and they went like, oh, I'm sorry, and I said, no, I'm turning around in support because I think we're family, and they were like, oh, is this the gay section? I was like, yes. <laughs> we were literally just sitting next to lesbians we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like we but like we're we like trying to find the line to like, get in. And where's we're like, the line? And then these lesbians. lesbians we know were like, hey, we're like, oh my god, hey. By the way, this was at where the Mighty Ducks play. Yeah, right. So it's a very giant place. Yeah, big old place. And then we were like big enough for ducks. And then we went, they were like, Well, do you want to wait with us? And so we were waiting in line, and then they were like, and what's your seat number? And we were sitting exactly next to them. <laughs> Four in a row. Lesbians of a feather. Yeah. I kept screaming. I kept screaming. When I am out of control, when I Yeah, you did just keep screaming. I scream and I also scream, it turns out, like, entire... I kept screaming, Yes, sir! <laughs> she did. I have it That's on video. That's right! Aha! I can't control all the time because I just get so excited. They were they did a great job. It's they really did. fun. Yeah, I would it was recommend really fun. stars on ice. I would say, yes. Those stars are on ice. They are stars, and they are on ice. It's so they're on so much ice. It a was, lot of ice. It was a beautiful time. We had a great time. 
Plus, we got to leave early. We did. My fucking favorite. <laughs> we got the hell out of there. Because we watched Adam do all of his numbers. That's probably not what they're called, but it feels like it, they are. <laughs> and then... We watched Adam do all of his skits. Yes, we watched Adam do all of his sketches. He was very funny. And then, um, and then I turned to Rhea and I was like, we could leave now. And then Rio was like, we could. And then I just, I fucking love that, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry to the skaters who are going to do yeah. like a big like finale, but my sure. favorite thing to do if there's a whole stadium full of people is to say, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. I'm leaving. And, you, and this is going to be worse for you than it is for me. The yeah. only time that's done me wrong is when I made you leave Beyonce. Yeah, what yeah. a fucking idiot! <laughs> No, look, number one, I just have to say, there is somebody over there that is like moderately reading their phone and they don't realize that it's lighting up your whole crotch. Or maybe gonna take a picture. (laughs) Maybe waiting to take a photo. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. They're still on it. That's okay. It's okay, it's all right, yes. Uh, It's, yes. Wow. Wow, just not... Yes, not it's okay. It's it okay. You right. just didn't realize the area you were holding it. It's not your fault, but I was thinking for these people that they might eventually notice just a, a lit-up crotch, and I didn't want you to go through that, so I called attention to it. And that's how I did us all a favor. What a favor you did. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? I talk Thank about this you. all the time in this, in this show, but this is really real, that at stand-up shows... People try to be polite, and so they put their phone very low, but you do not realize the, the, the spooky grade school sleepover effect. Yeah. That, like, because if you just have it up here, that's rude. Like, don't do that. But if you have it down here, then I want to hear that fucking ghost story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, a, it's going to be a scary crotch story. Yeah, exactly. Crotch um, is a funny word. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, so at Beyonce, there was a major rideshare disaster. Yeah, Uber had locked out Lyft, so you could not call a Lyft. They could not come in. It was only Uber. could only call Uber, And and Uber was already fucking overloaded. We had left early to try to get a jump on everything, not realizing that we were just walking out into a golf course. Yes. And the like there was no was signage whatsoever. Up. We had no idea where we were. We were lost in this golf course. Just like at each hole, we're like getting more and more divorced. <laughs> Just more and more divorced. There was literally a point. This is 100% true. There was a point when like we're like looking at where the Uber pickup was. Yeah. And we we're like looking at where we were. And we walked up and we're like, it's right around here somewhere. And then we looked and we were at the edge of the L.A. River. <laughs> And the Uber pickup was on the other side. (laughs) And we straight up were like, maybe we could do this. It was like this. I've seen Terminator. I can do this. Yeah, yeah, I could do this. I've got a mini bike around here somewhere. Easy money. I've seen Terminator. I just need a semi. Um. (laughs) And a Terminator. Uh. (laughs) And both our phones were dying. My phone... You still hadn't put rideshare apps on your phone. I only got them you, one month ago. She did. Uh, so I've but been this in is a control. very big deal. Rhea finally put their foot down and was like, "You have to have a rideshare app because I refused to do it yeah. for a lot of years." But then you just had me do it. Yes. So it's not like you were like taking some political stance. No, like I'm the, not participating the political in this. Stance is, uh, I'm gonna make I you want to be in charge of this. <laughs> That's yeah. the political stance. 
And you, by the way, just so you know, if you're like cute, you can get away with that for fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> like a long time. I would like to remind you all that I have never had a Netflix account, never had a cable bill. I haven't. I have destroyed the algorithms of a many a person. <laughs> but you're pretty dang cute, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, then there started to be like a lockdown at Beyonce where it was like there was like the Uber. We finally like, get around the river somehow. And then there's like the Uber. The people that work there are like, turn back like literally like that kind of a thing people were like taking their shoes off and just like walking into the woods like but then the it was also LA right there. so nobody knows how to solve the disaster with like helpful things they were just like hipsters with like hundred dollar like, bills do you have a going, cigarette take me somewhere like, do you have a cigarette <laughs> I gotta get out of here <laughs> But then I had given, I had called a lift right before my phone died and I gave him your number. Oh, yeah. And so he was calling us on that number yep. and you were like, I don't know if we should go to this lift. And I was like, it's our only chance. I know. It was so sketchy. And he was like, I'm he flashing like, my lights I'm by under a tree. this tree. Do you see <laughs> somebody by a tree outside the designated area? I'm like, Rhea, I'm risk averse. I don't live the designated area. <laughs> That's something but I learned about it. myself this weekend. That I'm risk averse. Wait, when did you learn that? When you told me, don't you remember? No. What are you talking about? I had a long day. What are you talking about this weekend? Remember when you were like, you don't like oh, to yeah. take risks? I was like, you don't like to take risks. Now I remember now. And then I, I, I said those stopped words to you. and I wrote it down in a notes app. Oh, and right, you yeah. said, are you taking notes for like a pilot? Or are you trying to learn about yourself? <laughs> Don't you remember? Yeah, I remember that now. And what did I say? You said, I'm taking notes to make myself better. But that was a lie. <laughs> I hope you put the whole thing in the pilot. <laughs> but that Lyft driver saved us, though. And he, he got was us like, out of there. The reason I waited is because you have a five-star rating as a passenger on Lyft, so... I mean, and that's... Talk it up in lifts. Like, <laughs> congratulations to you. You know yeah. what else I wanted to talk about? The um, chemical burn I have on my face? Look, I don't know what every anti-aging product is going to do when I put it on your face. <laughs> yeah. She loves anti-aging products. I like anything that she I She was like, you should try it all this. over you. Put it on my face. And then I went into this job that I started today and I was like, ooh, my face is hot. And then I went in the bathroom and I was like, oh, there's a big red splotch right exactly I where that anti-aging went. I tested my face first and I look great. We have different faces. <laughs> Very different faces. Oh, well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. Uh, oh, yeah, we had such a gay it? weekend. We went to see yeah. Adam Skate. Then the Very next day gay, we went queer to weekend. Drag Con. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty fun to be there. What's that? I don't know. I'm driving to Drag Con in my big drag car. Can I ask you, were you thinking of Trixie Mattel driving in a little bit? A little car? bit. A little I bit knew you were! Because you have a crush on them. 
admit it. I love how everyone is silent. Like, is this true? What's happening? <laughs> it's 100% true. Yeah. I'm, I am so open about my crushes with Rhea. I try to get Rhea to play games with me. I tried. I invented a game that we could play just yesterday. Remember oh, yeah. the game? Yeah, I remember the That's game. It's called Dream Date. Here's what you do. You name a crush, and then you name your perfect first day with that crush. You should play with your wife if you want. <laughs> but Rhea was refusing to play. I had to suggest the people, yeah. and then Rhea would say the date, which was always fucking perfect. Yeah. Anyway, this is a good game. You should play. I invented it out of my head. <laughs> yeah. And then, what's the other thing? Oh, our dog! That's the final thing before we start the show. Mm-hmm. Is that Rhea got a new job and I'm traveling this week, bes- tom- starting tomorrow, so we had to start getting like a new dog walking service mm-hmm. because usually he goes and hangs our dog. It was the he. Usually the dog, our dog goes and hangs with a dog walker person that when we're both out of town, we don't yeah. have somebody that like comes over and, and walks him when you're in town. Right. So um, I think we might both be like high strung because we, you called the place. Yeah. And then I filled out the like form with his behaviors. The information and stuff. And between the two of us, <laughs> these people came to our house today when Rio was at work and we're like, honestly, like, <laughs> where, where is the dog? Where, where is the dog? Where is the dog? Where is the dog? And then our dog, by the way, just comes straight up stumbling sleepily out of the bedroom, dressed as a football. <laughs> he's got his football sweater on. He's got a football which sweater. Is just a football, and he's the same shape. It's so funny. So he's just a tiny football. He, and I had just I had just taken him on like a long hike because he's exhausted, dressed as a football. He went and just like laid in the sun. <laughs> and they were like, but this is the this dog? This is the dog? Because we'd both write, written down like, leash aggressive! <laughs> Territorial! Barks! Wilbrow! Barks at you! Don't move too fast! <laughs> I wonder if we might be the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Rhea, you're hilarious. That was very uh, fun. I know I am. Thank you. What a jerk. <laughs> Cameron, you're also very funny and adorable. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Rhea. Look, you get you can You don't have to say I'm very funny. You are very funny. You don't have to because you're very I funny. have already equal. Because Rue made a whole separate Netflix profile that was supposed to be for me to watch Netflix. It even I even used the pirate icon with the eye patch because she used to wear an eye patch. That's a, such a nice thing <laughs> to remind me of name the childhood and trauma that caused me to have to do stand up. <laughs> As a repetitive choice over a period of fifteen years. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just didn't ever do that. I only watch on Rhea's account. Rhea. But then I only found out a couple months ago that it was a fucking ruse and Rhea watches through on my account. <laughs> what a fucking genius. Yeah, you create something for me. I'm not going to go in there. Not one time. I'm never 
gonna be in there. No. Not ever. That's not for me. No. I'm gonna take yours. Yep. I will watch Rhea or Mom. Okay. <laughs> Friends, are we ready for a great show? Uh, this first comic is somebody that we've known, both of us have known for, for a bunch of years since they started in Chicago. Such a funny person. Let's hear it right now. Welcome to the stage, Katie McVeigh. Give it up for Katie. <laughs> kidding that would be wild uh uh what a weird no, listen we don't need to get into it uh anyway <laughs> off to a good start great perfect already off track a minute you get here that's perfect anyway hello hi hi it's me hi hello so happy to be i'm gonna die okay anyway not important it's fine we're all doing fine we're all great i'm sweating i shouldn't have worn the coat i was like i'm cold and then i got out here got got scared got sweaty wearing the coat now it's a whole mess <laughs> Anyway, not important, not part of the act, just something. I'm just sharing information at this point. Anyway, we'll get to a joke, I promise, or I don't, I don't, you decide. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, we'll find out together tonight. No, just, all right. Uh, any, all right, here, I'm ready. Are you? You're definitely ready. Okay. <laughs> wow, what's happening? I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm supposed to know. Anyway, I'm an anxious lady. And you're like, oh, my God, I figured that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I like to play a game with audiences called, hey, are you as anxious as I am? Probably not. So get ready for it. Do not say anything or I will lose my shit on you. <laughs> so, don't talk to me. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, question number one. Have you ever been so anxious that you got recognized for scream sobbing in the froyo aisle of a Dwayne Reed? <laughs> okay. Uh, question number two. Have you ever had your friend Miriam move to a part of town that you've never been to before and you don't go like going places you've never been to before but you do value your relationship with this woman so you do agree to meet in an equidistant location. Now, you show up a little early which is unlike you and you can't immediately lo locate your wallet but what you can locate is a couple across the bar holding hands and you think to yourself, I've never been in love so they've stolen something from me so you walk up to them and you say, hey bitches, why'd you steal my wallet? And they say, I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. And then you moonwalk all the way back to your office and you discover your wallet was there the whole time and you were just having a panic attack, you silly goose. Okay. Question number three. Have you ever thrown your friend a 30th birthday party wherein you hire a magician? Now, you're coming off a breakup and you're thinking to yourself, I'm never gonna get laid again. So then you hit on that magician and you are subsequently sexually rejected by a magician. Da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> No, it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, I am doing fine. Things are good for me. <laughs> I am. I'm doing. No, I'm great. I'm doing great. I am. I am actually dating someone. 
someone saw this leaky ship from shore and was like, I wonder how many holes that boat has. And I was like, for you, sir, too. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke about my butt. Um, I'm just kidding. It's a joke about my mouth. I, I, I don't like giving blowjobs. It's like going to the dentist's office where the dentist's fingers are all made of sausages and he's way too excited to be there. And you're like, get out of there! <laughs> uh, a lot of men will come up to me after a show and be like, do you expect a man to go downtown? And I'm like, absolutely. Get there like you live there. Uh, that's part of my TED Talk call. There's still a wage gap. Get down there. <laughs> so look out for that. Patel. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I'm fine. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Life's, I don't know. Life's weird. I like want to, I feel like I should tell political jokes, but no one's ever been like, I wonder what Ramona Quimby is, thinks about the Congress. So it's like, I don't, it's not going to work out. Uh, and like genetically, I know I should not be giving out like political advice. Like my mother has had 13 concussions, which is like a lot of concussions for a woman who has never played a professional support. <laughs> Her neurologist told her recently, and yes, she has a neurologist. Her neurologist told her recently that he was impressed. Uh, so, but she's, she's fine, it's fine. Oh, I have to leave. Okay, I can't, tell, I can't tell you the rest of that. No, I can tell you a little bit of the story. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go, but before I do, I'll tell you a little bit of my mom's concussions. So my mom's had a bunch of concussions, but I have some like top faves and I'll tell them to you. And you're gonna, this is such a, it's a fun note for me to end on, but you guys are gonna be like, you're my, oh, is she okay? And I'm gonna be like, she's fine. And also, we have a relationship that is pretty good. Uh, so it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, she's had a lot of concussions. Number one, uh, first, uh, she shut her head in a car door. I don't know how. I watched it happen. It was confusing. Uh, she also, uh, she also fell out of the shower uh, right after she gave birth to my sister, hit her head on the toilet, and then forgot that she gave birth to my sister. <laughs> So for like a long time in my childhood, for like a for like 18 months, she would just wander around being like, "Whose baby is this?" And we'd be like, "It's yours." Uh, okay, like I said, it's gonna. We have a good relationship. But the, my mom's favorite concussion is the one that feels closest to my heart, which is that uh, she and my dad went to France and they went to a restaurant and she decided the prices were too expensive, so she got nervous and that she ran out of the restaurant. But instead of running out of the restaurant, she just ran into a window. <laughs> Which is fun because that year I did the same thing where I came out of my therapist's office, was crying in a noodles and company, and then tried aggressively to leave that noodles and company, but instead walked into a window. <laughs> so we're all doing it, but in our own tax bracket. Okay, I'm gonna leave. Goodbye now. I'm gonna keep the show going, but my uh, step-grandmother once walked into the same sliding glass door on the same day, three different times. <laughs> the same sliding glass door. She ran right into the door with a solo cup full of juice and it smashed and went everywhere. And we all just went, yeah, that, that was gonna happen. 
And so then we opened the glass door and just had the screen, and then she walked through the screen. <laughs> like my own personal Kool-Aid man. <laughs> we shut it again, guess what happened? Right back into that window. <laughs> Not related by blood. Anyway, moving on. Our next comic, friend of the show, I'm so glad he's back. Please give a warm welcome to Langston Kerbin! Hey, PYHT listeners, this episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Tomboy X. Tomboy X makes awesome, gender-neutral undies for all types of people, all types of bodies, all types of sizes, and now all skin tones. Yes, that's right. They just launched this brand new Neutrals line, which is nude underwear in a ton of different shades. You can also order all their undies in sizes from extra small to 4X. They got a bunch of different shorts and different cuts, like if you like bikinis or boxer briefs. Ooh, they got all that stuff. It's all made with micromodal fabric. It's very eco-friendly and very light as air. We'll get you nice, nice and breathy in your private areas. You can go to tomboyx.com slash hands to neutral when you order your neutrals and enter hands together neutral for an extra 15% off that's an extra 15% off when you order neutral undies by entering hands together neutral at tomboyx.com slash hands together neutral Phew! look that's hard to say but it's not hard to type and it's even easier to love oh keep it going for Langston Man, you know what? That that Benny the Bull, Tony Kukoc, that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Y'all are in my world now. That's some shit that I grew up with and love. What other bulls can you name? A lot of them. A lot of bulls from the 90s. Can you name a lot of bulls from the 90s? No? Horace Do, Grant. We're okay, okay, you know what? Number one, Horace Grant, correct. Number two, I was asking this person. <laughs> Horace Grant's a good one. <laughs> Whoever said that. How are you doing? Oh, you, you were the owner of the soup. <laughs> what is it? What's in that little box? No. Why? Look, I love you. I trust you. Why are you carrying that with you? Cauliflower chowder! I, no, someone does not gotta. Disagree. I am the knight. In terms of crowd work, you're never gonna get a more open and welcoming comic than Cami Esposito. I usually hold you in my arms and I tell you everything that you're doing is correct. But I... Also, will never lie to you. And if you are someone who's just carrying cauliflower chowder, I will say. I'm not even sure it's going to be good later. I can't imagine a scenario where that will taste delicious later. I'm trying to imagine a scenario where you get home and you're like, no, this is what I want right now. You are delaying that going in the T-Rash, and that's fine. That's fine. Make your own choices. 
That's so funny. That's the, that's the funniest to-go thing I've ever heard. Did you eat some of it already and that's like the rest? Shut up! You were like, can I actually get the rest of this? And then the server was like, wait, what? Okay. Holy shit! I just have to break this down and you are look I love you but I just have to break this down cauliflower has a strong sulfur smell right I love it I'm a cauliflower eater I'll eat that shit all day long chowdery things are creamy anyway refrigeration seems important now I want you to eat it now What, can you imagine, now imagine, imagine person sitting front row center at a comedy show? <laughs> Fucking imagine. It's black box theater, so there's like not that great ventilation. Midway through, they're like. <laughs> no, I just, I brought my own cauliflower chart. Because <laughs> I knew you all didn't serve this here. <laughs> No, that's, we don't. Can't argue with that. How was your day prior to that? And that, that also seems like, it was, seems like it was really good because you brought it, you liked, you liked it, you wanted to take it with you to go. Did you have a good day today? Yeah, was it good? What'd you do? You went to school? What do you, what kind of school? I, you could be any age. What? You're in high school and you already know how to like. Okay, no, but still technically are. And you like know how to have like your own kind of hair thing going on and all that shit. You got like a very serious put together style. I thought you were a career woman in her late thirties. I can't see your face at all. I was just judging it on your loose bun and chowder. You're like, no, I'm straight up a teen. Follow up, where did you get that, teen? Down the street. Oh my God, yes. Great. How's high school? That's fucking awesome, man. Oh, you're almost done? You got like a month left? How do you feel? Do you feel like you like did it all? Is there anything like you want to get in under the wire? Besides this conversation, which is obviously on your list of goals. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, did like all the events and stuff already happen? Like not to pressure you cause also you, but did like prom happen? It's next weekend. Are you gonna, do you think, are you gonna go? You might go. Did you already, have you already planned it? It's okay, you don't have to go if you don't want to go. <laughs> you haven't even planned it. Yeah, I feel like you're, you've, you're fine. <laughs> you're just gonna throw something on last minute. It's gonna look great, I can tell. May I recommend what I wore to my senior prom? Would you like to hear about it? Uh, okay, you're gonna wanna get an off-white 
dress with boning in the corset, large full skirt, hand-painted flowers at the bottom, elbow-length gloves. And up to, but your hair's not that long, so it's mostly just like a blah, blah, blah. Put a bunch of, like, baby's breath in there. Weave some baby's breath in there. You're gonna go with your boyfriend? He'll take off his tuxedo shirt, be wearing a white tank top that he has written, Cameron forever. We are all really glad he just wrote on a tank top and didn't get as a tattoo. Now. Thank you so much for being here. You're a great sport, and I, I wish you like the best of luck with the rest of your year. Yeah, and whatever happens after that, like go get them. You seem like you're already doing great. Way ahead of the game. Let's hear it for this person. Oh, friends, more show, yes? I agree. This next comic, hilarious person. We are going to welcome them so much, and I'm also noticing first time on the show. When it's somebody's first time, we welcome them with extra wild round of applause. So let's start that now. Keep it going for Zach Broussard. Wow. Thank you so much. Give it up for Cameron. That's amazing. What a great show. Hi. Hi. Um, would you guys mind if I destroy a heckler? Is that okay? Is it okay with you guys if I destroy a heckler? Okay, great. Uh, I have a phone. Can someone record it? Landscape mode. Uh, so here's the deal. My dad is in the hospital, and uh, one of his favorite things ever is those U YouTube videos where comedians destroy hecklers. <laughs> And then when I got asked to do the show, I was like, this is a great opportunity to do something really sweet for my pop. Uh, so I thought, hey, it'll be fun. They're a nice crowd. They'll let me destroy one of them, right? Uh, so what I did is I wrote a script. And it's just like a quick little one-page scene. Uh, what I really need to do is cast the main character of... Heckler, okay? And so for this is I'm really looking for someone in the audience who has some acting experience uh, and who really has a darkness in them and can maybe see themselves ruining a comedy show. Okay, we got a taker right here. Um, can I just quickly ask for some credits? I saw that, and that was very good, and we're going to go ahead and let her do it. This is very realistic. Okay, right. so, uh, real quick, um, is someone next to her, um, ma'am, you, would you, do you have any experience in theater? I gotta tell you, I almost don't want to reward the eagerness. Because I feel like it's just like when you, you don't want to show that you want it too bad. Just for the actors in the room. 
Uh, just try to play it cool in the future. That's really what the industry's looking for. Uh, so if you could do us a salad, I'll give you a script and just read the stage direction, okay? Do you know what I mean by stage direction? Anything that's not dialogue, the interior, just the scene descriptions, you're really gonna, you're really painting the picture here, okay? And it's really important. And are you recording everything? And we're gonna edit out the scripts in post. So don't worry about that, okay? And so you just gotta speak clearly into the microphone and uh, I'm gonna destroy a freaking heckler. You guys excited? This is so important for my dad, you guys. This is so important. Okay. Interior, comedy club, night. The audience is laughing. Laughing. Let's take it from the top. We'll go ahead and take it from the top. Sorry. And sorry. I, I don't this. beat yourself up. You're doing great. Uh, okay. <laughs> the audience is laughing after one of Zach's great jokes. Oh, uh, that's just my personal take on the differences between men and women. As the crowd quiets, a stupid and annoying heckler stands up. I've heard of the secret life of Walter Mitty, but a stand-up comic who is so shitty? This guy sucks. <laughs> the crowd ooze and awes. You know, I wasn't prepared to do this in any way, but maybe I should destroy this guy. <laughs> Zach turns to the heckler to destroy him. Okay. What's so offensive to you about my joke? All I said was that even though men and women are different, it's time for us to acknowledge systematic sexism that exists in our country so we can heal and grow as a nation. <laughs> it's guys like you that make me sick. Man, I can't wait to see the look on your face when we finally have a female president or maybe even a female senator. I've only got one last thing to do before you're completely destroyed. My final zinger. Hey, pal. The zoo called. They want their freaking monkey back. <laughs> the crowd erupts in laughter and support. <laughs> I'll never interrupt a comedy show again. I have truly been destroyed. <laughs> Okay, there's uh, one more little quick nine. And stage direction oh. first, stage direction first. The heckler turns to camera. So important. Wow, Zach sure is great at destroying hecklers. Mr. Dan, from all of us here at UCB Franklin, we wish you a speedy recovery from your 100% elective penis enlargement surgery. Wow, guys, this is gonna be... It's going to be such a big deal to my dad who's going to have just a giant dong when all of this is over. Uh, thank you guys so much. My name is Zach Broussard. What a pleasure. Zach Broussard, let him hear it! Oh, he's... 
That's my wife. <laughs> oh, how's everybody doing? That was fun, yes? I'm very proud of all of you for participating in that 100%. Literally, everyone was on board, and I even found a little peephole in the wall and was watching you, and everyone was like... <laughs> so give it up for yourselves. That was fun. <laughs> I, Zach and I used to play baseball together. He was on my baseball team, and he was, I think he was there when I got hit in the face. <laughs> I got hit in the face with a ground ball that hit a rock. It was a wicked hop! <laughs> it hit me in the face, and Cameron was out of town at the time, so I'd like gotten like a dog walker and everything so I could have like a full bachelor day at my baseball game. You know, maybe get a popsicle afterwards. You know, have a day. <laughs> but then I got hit in the face with that ground ball, that wicked hop ground ball, and I just collapsed to my knees, and then I got up and just went, I'm alone, to the entire infield. Because <laughs> I just processed all the information. I was like, maybe you have a concussion. You don't know if you have one. You're alone! I just had to tell everybody. Because I was like, I think that's the first part of having a concussion, is you cannot self-diagnose a concussion. And then I was like, I should maybe go to the hospital. And then I took myself to the hospital because you don't know, I didn't want to go home with a concussion, go home by myself without my wife there, start watching American Pickers and fall into a honey hole I can't get back out of. <laughs> so I went to the doctor. That's pretty much the end of the story. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bit after that, but I'm not going to do it because we have more comedians and that's what you want to see right i mean i am also a comedian obviously but in addition to me you want to see them as well yes great this next comic is their first time on the show so you know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show we give them a big warm welcome to the show so get it started right now everybody clap it up oh yeah for jb I really am excited to be here, man. This is a dope thing. I don't know if you guys knew this. I had to lake this up. But uh, did you know only 30% of people in this country get to do their dream job? You know? It's a real statistic. Only 30% of people in this country get to do their dream job, man. With that in mind, before I even get started, I just want to thank y'all for coming out to support my backup plan, because this is uh... <laughs> It's not my dream job. Y'all could have been anywhere tonight. Me too. <laughs> I love doing comedy, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love doing comedy, but this wasn't my dream job, if I'm just being honest with you. I wanted to play in the NBA, that was my dream job. I trained for 15 years of my life, and the closest I got to professional basketball was a white girlfriend. I wasn't even... <laughs> I wasn't even close. I don't want to make a white girlfriend sound like a bad thing, just so we're on the same page. There's nothing wrong with a white girlfriend. The scouts were like, no, that's a good start. That's what we're looking for. No, 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 no. It's, this kid came to play. You see how white this girl is? This is crazy. Vegan and from Pennsylvania? Oh my God, get this kid a jersey. So then they saw me play and they were like, yeah, we're gonna need that jersey back real quick and uh, your girlfriend too, why don't you leave her behind? <laughs> 
I loved basketball, man. I don't know how many of y'all grew up like wanting to be like a pro athlete, but I feel like you all get told the same thing when you say you want to do that dream. Your parents always go, just make sure you got a backup plan. <laughs> it's always it, right? They're like, just in case something doesn't work out, you got something to fall back on. But nobody ever told me that the backup plan to your dream job shouldn't be another dream job. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Like I went from like uh, basketball to comedy. That's like going, yeah, if I can't marry Beyonce, I'll just fall back on Rihanna. It's no big deal, I'll be fine, you know? <laughs> to this day, no joke, like I don't even say I do comedy. When people ask what I do for a living, I say for the last eight years, I've been doing Rihanna, so I'm doing all right. <laughs> you know what's my biggest fear in comedy? I think it's an odd one, because I've never heard somebody say it, but my biggest fear in pursuing comedy is the fear that I'll realize I'm one of those people who can't see the signs that they're not gonna make it. You know what I'm talking about? I'll give you an example. The other day, this is actually true. The other day I did a set and, uh, on the show and then this guy goes and he does a set and he dies. Like none of his jokes are working and he does this one joke that is just brutally not funny. It's not good, right? Gets no reaction. Comes up to me after the show, he goes, hey, what do you think I can do to that joke to get that to work? And I was just like, I don't know, man, just look to like tweak it or something. Just see if you can find something that people will be impressed by. And the next time he goes up, he just did a handstand and told the exact same joke. <laughs> I'm afraid to find out I'm that guy. Like, I, you understand? Like, you can't see that you're that person. And I know that seems like a ridiculous fear. Like, you would know if you're that person, right? But no, like, when I played basketball, I was that guy. You understand that? Like, I didn't see any of the signs that I wasn't gonna make it. There were so many signs. I was terrible. One time I got dunked on so bad, I complimented the wrong guy. You understand how embarrassing that is? Think of the trauma my brain went through. In that moment, dunked on so bad, three seconds ago, my brain already deleted his face. Like, we just don't know who that is. Like, this is an actual true story. Like, my brain just took it out. Like, nope, not keeping that memory. Putting that shit in the repressed bin next to when I wore girls' khakis to middle school. Like, don't remember anything that happened. My sincere, this is an actual confession. I've never told anybody this. All I can remember from that actual experience is I remember the sound of him slamming the ball through the rim. I don't remember running back down court. What I remember is I got next to a guy and I thought, okay, if I give him a compliment, maybe this whole experience will be less embarrassing. And so I said, hey man, that was a nice play. And he said, hey man, he's over there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know how embarrassing that is? He made me like Chris Tucker in Rush Hour. I was like, which one of y'all dunked on me? Like, it was a real embarrassing moment. I understand not everybody here is an athlete, and maybe talking about getting dunked on isn't like for everybody. So like, if I can make it make sense, like what it feels like, because it is a life-changing experience. Like once you get dunked on, you're like, okay, no, I'm different now. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm not who I was. <laughs> getting dunked on has to feel like, it's like diving in front of a bullet for the president and then finding out it still went through you and hit him. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And now you're just laying bloody on the ground like, I don't even like this guy. You know, <laughs> like that's what it feels like. Anyways, I, I, uh, I just moved here as well. I moved here in January, man. And uh, I've never been a transplant before. I've never lived in a place where I wasn't from, you know? And one of the things I've noticed, and I don't know how many of y'all have experienced this in LA, but this is tripping me out. You ever, uh, <laughs> You ever tell somebody where you're from, and then you can tell what they think of where you're from based on the questions they ask you? 
Yeah, I'm getting a lot of that. I'm from Florida. I don't know what it did to all y'all, but uh, y'all could take it easy. That's my home. <laughs> number one question I've gotten in LA since moving from Florida, and I'm not making this up. Number one question I've got, people keep going, oh, you're from Florida? I go, yeah, I'm from Florida. They go, are you from one of those messed up schools where the teachers keep fucking the students? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah? twice and they go that's funny to you and I go it depends on the situation and the guy goes well when is a teacher sleeping with a student ever funny and I went seventh grade it's hilarious in seventh grade in seventh grade I went to a school you can look it up I went to a school where we had a female math teacher and she taught the hardest math class we offered in the school all right and the, the student that she slept with true story was the smartest student in the class Right? None of us kids were like, how could she do this? We were all like, fuck, we should have studied harder. Like, <laughs> you're telling me that's what was at stake the whole time? I'm just saying, look, I'm not saying teachers should be sleeping with students. I'm saying I've never been more motivated to learn. <laughs> Until that point, I had never seen what a good education could get you. No one had ever given me an example. This chick's giving out fellatio for ratios. You think I'm gonna pass that up? Be real, dude, I remember looking, I remember reading that article with my dad. All the times my dad was like, you gotta take your education more seriously. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. We read that article together. He just looked at me like, this could have been you. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I'm sorry, man. I'll try harder. I did. I never missed honor roll again. You think I know Pythagorean theorem? Cause I care what the hypotenuse of a right triangle is? Grow up. All right, I'm leaving you on this, guys. This is new. I don't know if you're gonna like it, but it's true. And I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it. Real quick, uh, my last girlfriend was white. And uh, I broke up with her the day after we saw the movie Get Out. <laughs> like the day after, like right after. Understand, I was gonna break up with her anyway. You know, but I just really wanted her to think that movie fucked with me. <laughs> That's it for me, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, it's your friendly sex positive stand-up podcast here today, sponsored this week by Lioness. Yeah, that's right, Lioness, the vibrator company. See, Lioness's founders, Liz and Anna, what's up? They are here to fight the outdated stigmas and social taboos that have held us back for decades. The Lioness Vibrator is the first and only health tracker for your sex life with unique technology that's never been available before outside of research labs. You can use self-experimentation. You can learn about your body. You can track your sex life. What? You simply use it like any normal vibrator and sync it to an app that's on your phone. Huh. Man, I mean, this seems fun, and they sent us some, so I will perhaps report back. To learn more and take 15% off your Lioness, go to lioness.io slash hands together. That's lioness.io slash hands together. Thank you for sponsoring us, wonderful vibrator company. Keep it going, JB! One more time! 
Uh, oh, you know what? We have a special friend that's going to drop in real quick and do just a real quick, uh, just a real quick little set. A uh, friend of both Rhea and mine, hilarious person that I just loved pieces, who's having like a huge, huge moment right now with her Netflix show. Uh, let's hear it right now for Nicole Byer. Give it up for Nicole. <laughs> Oh, shit. We have one final comic left on the show. How's everybody feeling? Yes! This comic is also a friend of the show, one of my favorites. We're so happy that she's here. We're happy every time she's here. Please, you guys, give a warm welcome to Sashir Zameda! How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. We were just talking about so much good, like, hair and mm-hmm. jewelry. Yes. Deal, details <laughs> and, and stories, but um, I don't know. What's up in your world right now? I'm going to move here to L.A. soon, in August. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. How uh, are you scoop, scooting around looking at places right now? Like, where, how are I'm you? I'm, like, the, on Zillow. I'm just, on I'm, I'm doing yeah. the online search. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I want to live as close to Nicole as possible. <laughs> your voice looks, like, majestic. Thank you. What's going on with your incredible pool? Tell me the details. Uh, it's filled with water. Uh-huh, yeah. yes, uh-huh. Heating it is astronomically expensive, so I only heat it if I know for a fact I'm going in it. And there's been days I've heated it where I didn't go in it, and I was like, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. Being a homeowner is very stressful. I mean, but there's, like, statuary by the pool, yeah? There's, like, some sort of... There are lions guarding the pool. She's a lion guarding the pool and her front door, or the front walkway, right? Uh, Are there used to be a lion? Wasn't there a lion in the front? No. No. It was just uh, an urn with flowers. My home was owned by four gay men, and it is very flamboyant and it's literally called the peacock house because there's like a little peacock tile thing uh, in the front walkway over the fireplace there's a peacock in the back there's a peacock wow one of the four gay men uh was a tilist he did a lot of tile work i don't know if that's what you call him but yeah yeah like a like a tile sounds good yeah like a like a tile like a tiler a tiler classic tiler just a tiler um, I mean, I just live in, like, a, an apartment that has, like, a useless wine fridge. You know? It came with a wine fridge? It did. It came with a wine fridge, and we don't really drink. Yes. So it's just That's useless. You can have it. When you move here, I'll... Thank I'm you. sure that my relationship with my landlord, who is mostly an absentee landlord, <laughs> is good enough that I can just give away... This is wine fridge. Yeah. Is it a built-in wine fridge? Yeah, it is. It's a built-in wine fridge. That seems insane for an apartment. No, because it's like from a certain era when, and for, I think that we, I think that I'm unsure about several things about this place. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice place. But also all of the doors are glass. All of the doors are glass. Like oh. the bathroom All door. of the great job. See, wait, your bathroom door is glass. That's right. We like have a to like swinging we glass have to door like, or a sliding glass. No, it's like um, it, it's like a like, garage door. It's like yeah. it's like a, it's like wood around the outside and then yeah. glass in the middle. Like uh, it's probably a back a, door or like an office door. Does it yeah. slide into the wall? Nope, not a pocket door. You, they all have 
they all open. There's there are glass doors all over the entire apartment, and so uh, thankfully Rhea is like kind of handy because also we don't own the place. We didn't want to like replace a bunch of fucking do- where do you yeah. store doors? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rhea just went to like Joanne Fabrics, got a bunch of fabric, and then like. Put it up on all the doors. Uh, that's what Sashir did in her old apartment. She had French doors leading to her room, so she cut out some papers and put them in the little. See, there we go. That's how we're gonna do it. Gotta be handy. Um, well, I mean, obviously, these are the only things you need to know about LA. You come out glass of glass doors a lot. everywhere. Like, look out for glass doors. Look out for wine fridges. Look out for pools. Mm-hmm. I have pocket doors. And it's a big old glass square with wood around it. And John Milheiser, my roommate, put a big blue X and tape on it. And I said, why did you do that? And he said, so Sashir doesn't walk through it. I was like, why specifically Sashir? I don't know. I've never done that before. It's not like it's like my thing. Like She's always running into glass doors. But he legit thinks you're going to. And I replaced it with a little tab. And he was like, well, what about Sashir? And I was like, I think she'll be good. I mean, I don't know. Like, I honestly, a few, like, seconds ago, was like, you're going to do great in L.A. Like, I know you'll do great here. But now hearing this story and, like, what your friends think of you, I am, like, less and less sure. I would hurt myself in your house. (laughs) I just run into all of the doors. Like, I can't see. I just can't see anymore. (laughs) I mean, like, straight up, like, best of luck with the move, honestly. You know, we'll see. We'll see on That was very fun. Rhea and I were looking at each other during Sashir's last joke, trying to figure out, I think, which one of us <laughs> is the one that's done the fixing, right? <laughs> what? Wait, what are you saying with this posture? You need me to rub any anti-aging stuff on you or whatever? Huh. <sighs> Yeah, I actually can't believe I arrived at this relationship perfect with (laughs) never having gotten any feedback prior to this relationship. Never, not one time. Nope. Yeah. Just perfect the whole way through. Taking your shoes off the whole way through. Well, that's not fucking true. (laughs) They're boots. It's impossible. It was a sheer. There's a slight dispensation when everybody is queer because culturally you have to wear your boots. It just takes a long time. You can't take them off and on, off and on. It's too many eyelets. <laughs> Rhea. Cameron. You've been great tonight. You've been fantastic. Let's hear it for all the comics you saw tonight. One more time. It was so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for coming out. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.